This is the ModPod, brought to you by Modality, helping businesses optimize their Microsoft technologies everywhere. Hello and welcome to episode five of the ModPod. Today we have with us Shaz Simone, who is Senior Project Coordinator, and Jeremy Clark, who is International Man of Mystery, or rather International Head of Sales. Um, And we're going to do just one topic today rather than the three, and that is the changing nature of IT and how do we attract greater diversity into the industry. Nature of IT. I think we'll probably t- touch on that subject to, to kick off with. Um, uh, obviously, a lot longer than the tooth that my colleague here shares. Um, it's been, you know, I'm nearly 27 years now working in IT, and it's been a it's been an accelerated curve, that's for sure. So, when we initially started this, I think one of the major changes that I've come across has been we knew the technology and the customers didn't historically. So we were we were the gurus, we came in, we gave the clinical advice around this to a customer whose knowledge wasn't of significant depth. And there, that's significantly evolved now and what you're working with in, is a much more uh, idiosyncratic environment where customers have specific needs and bespoke needs in their, in their own environment. And you're almost coming in learning about them rather than going in with your, all the answers to start with. Now, I've noticed that a real acceleration that it has been that transition to cloud in that, you know, we are now procuring a more standardized vanilla service and Teams has been a fundamental play to that. But that we're now starting to see those fractured components within it, how customers are asking for development, what apps they're using within that platform and those other capabilities as well. So that's probably one of the main things for me that I've seen is we're there to learn about the customer and not to come and evangelize about a specific thing. So that's probably the main thing for me. Yeah, and I think um, it's it's something that, that, that Shaz and I spend quite a lot of time talking about mm-hmm. is um, in conjunction with that, you know, we've seen a real change in not just that we're having to have far more business related conversations because it's about driving an, a business outcome um, but we have noticed that uh, clients aren't coming to us obviously to build architectures etc because it's cloud-based you can flick the switch and turn something on and it's really turning into this much more of a fragmented um, uh, engagement model where we come in and we give advice and we help and we maybe configure some stuff and we come back but the customer, you're absolutely right, is is generally now far more clued up on the technology side as to what it could do, not necessarily what flicks and switches and buttons and etc. You have to push to actually make it do what what they you know they want it to do. So there is a massive shift, and it is so much faster now than you know. I'm, I'm like you, I'm 20, 25 years of uh technology um and it has changed enormously the pace is ridiculous now i think also as well and i'll find a point shares and i'll over to you 
YouTube's made a big difference and also online learning's made a big difference is you can go and find out about something instantaneously. You can, you know, that's that's a, a absolutely fundamental shift now in, you know, it, it's just there for you. You can go and learn about something incredibly quickly and know about something because it's all online, which is one of the kind of fantastic capabilities of the internet and what it's given us is that mm. knowledge. Sorry, Shaz. No, that's fine. Um, I think sort of contrary to yourself, Pete and um, Jeremy, I'm pretty new to technology, really. I'm You're calling us old, like... aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, actually, actually you know, working <laughs> in, in the technology sector, I'm approaching sort of two years. Yeah. Um, so not only have I noticed that the speed at which um, technology has grown from my childhood to to where I am now, but the speed at which how I approach my work and and I need to solve issues has changed drastically within within two years. Um, it's become a lot more agile. Um, you know, technologies from from my standpoint um, just update so quickly. So a customer's needs has to be addressed in all you know different different ways very quickly. Um, but yeah, just it's it's just something we need to keep on top of because it's it's going to keep growing at a speed, I guess. Yeah, and 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 one of the things that I've I've oddly just spent quite a bit of time thinking about is that the legacy way of thinking around how you manage IT from an organizational perspective, forget our perspective, has to change as well because you used to have a server install and it would be, and then you'd do another install maybe three years later and it was all you could see it coming down the roadmap and it was all nicely planned and you know you might leave it a little bit late but now that's completely changed because you know we work very closely with you know obviously the likes of microsoft etc and we're pretty much aware of what's coming on and then bang there's an announcement about you know viva and then bang there's an announcement about ambient intelligence instead of artificial intelligence and you know you only have to look at your team's client and then realize that something else has moved and changed and it's you know, your recordings aren't in, uh, in stream anymore they're now in one drive and it's like well, where the hell's that gone and so, and so i think you know we're entering into a realm where people have to stop thinking about it in the same way and it needs to become this perpetually changing motion and Very true. that's got to be driven by not just having the little you know the, the techies sat there going oh well there's this new feature coming from microsoft you've got to engage the business now at that early point but the business is driving those technology decisions you know historically and you're, what you've just said there is, is right you know it was a dictation from it around this is how it will be used here's the constraints that we're going to put the rigidity that we're going to put into this enterprise environment mm. what's changed is with technology being now pervasive, obviously through education and people being much more uh, au fait with these apps and devices and how they use it through education, they're coming in and driving the uh, the enterprises to change how they're doing because they consume in, in a different way. So they can't be restricted. You know, we had a customer raising a point with us last week of they've got an archival system, which is, you know, they finish a project, they archive this and that's how they've done it. But the new influx of graduates and um, younger people into the business are not, they don't do that. They just keep it within teams, you know, and that's how they work. You know, so the business is now evolving to assist them. If you carry on doing your product productivity, we'll adjust to meet that demand. And that's a, that's a 
that's a fundamental shift in how this works. And also as well around InfoSec, around a, a release and it's all tested and then it's released securely. It's just changed. Mm. Now it's released, it's on you, you're procuring the cloud, you get what you get. It's it's a di- absolute shift to where we were even 24 months ago. I was going to say that, so the shift, Chaz, that you've seen of, of you know, over the last two years, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, are you seeing the same thing that we're sort of talking about where the nature of the projects, et cetera, has changed? Yeah, just in terms of it being a lot more fast paced um, and a lot more agile. Okay. Um, so how we address projects, it, it can't be done in a sort of a step by step. It's, it's addressing what what issues or what is needed next on 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 the button rather than really, really planning. It's, it's very, very agile. Mm. I'm interested to know with, with teams coming through, obviously one of the big conveyances that we do with customers with Microsoft's product is around that productivity and collaboration in your time of coming on board here. Is that has teams enabled that collective view of these things more effectively for you? I'm sorry. Sorry, Jeremy, collective view of just how you would work on a project. But teams now is giving you a much wider ability to see what's going on with the projects and people it certainly allows people to work more collaboratively um, from all, all directions. Um, so it allows people to have a clear view of what's going on and be, you know, kept in the loop yeah. um, at, all, at all times. So it, it does have that benefit for sure. Um, but like I said, the speed at which all technologies are changing, I think that's because technology is the norm from, you know, from a non sort of technical standpoint, it's just going to change at such a speed. So that's that that that's quite interesting actually because if if we're both long in the tooth, you're two years in. There are people within your team who have been in this six months. Yep. So they've only experienced it being at this pace. Right, yep. So there is a real danger, I would say, if you look at potentially heads of IT, CISOs, um, you know, whatever it is, other roles we have, they are going to be thinking in a very legacy manner compared to the people who are entering the businesses now. Yeah, this is a very good point to make. I think that, that is probably a bit of a risk. I think there needs to be a more organic, creative way of thinking because um, it's it's definitely changed. And I think, you know, as I've previously said, it's going to keep changing and at a speed. Um, mm. So being able to keep on top of those changes and 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 react instantly is is required. Yeah. The interesting is I almost see this as the last major change for us, though, Pete. Moving, what's going to be after the cloud? Once you're in the cloud, there's not going to be a... I, well, I put it down here. I, we've now made this pivot across into the cloud. So yep. what's, going to, what's going to come from now is that's going to be a stabilized utilization for the next decade. And what we're, how we're going to consume that and what's got the apps that are going to be within there will, evolve, will obviously evolve. But this cosmic change, this huge change that we've made to consume in the cloud, that's for me the last major step that we're going to see for us. For yeah. A while. 
and I, and I think you know one, one of the things is people have tried to invent the cloud loads of times right you know <laughs> over the years um and the big thing that was was never really there was the connectivity piece you know and and now you've got you've got 4g you've got 5g you've got fiber going into all sorts of places everything connectivity is a is a real you know it, it's well established now so as people move to the cloud communication and the developments in that project are going to become something that's just run of the mill you don't even think about it there will be some upgrades there'll be some developments but it's just something that it's once it's in it's done um you know i think there's going to be a real shift into the way that people secure and govern their data that has to be because you know as much as there are lots and lots and lots of nice people all very ethical in the world there are always going to be those who are less ethical um so you know that shifting um shifting point is is always going to be something that we're going to have to address but i think once we've started to get everybody properly into the cloud and you know they start consuming azure services properly and that's all wrapped in the next thing surely has got to be how you use the data that you gather and we're probably i would say as as businesses across the globe going to end up following whether we like the idea or not the likes of the googles and the facebooks and etc cetera, etc cetera, and really playing that data game to use data in better more intelligent more valuable ways yeah indeed I mean, there's, there's a point at the moment of data overload. There's so much available out there and cutting out the stuff that's not important and focusing on the stuff that's going to make an evolutionary change. And you mentioned it a few times, Shad, today, is that agility piece of and the move that we've made now or are making to the cloud, what's going the other change for me is going to be behind that. Our business, the, the actual construct of a business, how that changes to be more agile, you know, yeah. It's, you know, we're getting to challenges now around working with organisations who are still fundamentally siloed in how they look at this. And you can't work in this new world with that perspective because it's just not, it's, it, you can't look at it with a, with a blink of view because it just it absolutely umbrellas the whole enterprise. So that yeah. means it's going to be, although technology's moved here, business construct and how that's done, that's going to be the next evolution for me to align to the technology, which comes back to our original point, is technology is driving the changes. Mm. But it's, it's not just changing, I think, things internally. And this, this kind of comes on to the second point that, you know, of, of the original question is, how do we get greater diversity? The technology that we've got, and you touched on it earlier on, Jez, um, you know, there is so much stuff available on YouTube. There is so much stuff available on Microsoft Learn. There is, you know, there's information everywhere. Now, one thing that the, the you know, <laughs> the last 12 months has shown us is that working remotely is perfectly possible. And yeah. it's, you've got to think slightly differently because the induction processes are different. They're not quite as hands-on, touchy-feely as they were. Um, but if we want to attract, you know, attract other people into um into this industry because let's face it we are very heavily male dominated still um yeah but you look at it and go well what are the things that stop people well if you've got somebody saying well actually do you know what? i'm fed up with what i'm doing now i want to learn something else beforehand and you know i did it 20 years ago um i had to stop i had to go and retrain 
and then start at you know the bottom of the ladder there if i put myself in that situation now i could quite happily sit there and say okay i'm going to get myself a microsoft azure security accreditation i'll go to microsoft learn i'll log in and create myself account i'll create i'll consume all of those materials i'll get that certification whilst i'm doing it in parallel with my existing job and then I can go to another company who, because we're all working remotely, maybe don't care where I am. And if you apply that sort of piece to it, you can enable all sorts of people from all walks of life, be it, you know, um, people with young families who want to get into something different or can't find the term type job, or maybe there's people who are not so socially um uh, outgoing and find it difficult or maybe they've got acrophobia or some sort of other mental condition that means that they can't get out and about they could still work within that sort of IT sector so I think there's a there's a real big opening here and we can provide that sort of access to people well we're not providing it it's there already right but the industries probably need to open their minds a little bit more and start looking at this as not just a greater way of working within their business, but how they bring other people in. Jess, I'll open to you. Yeah, I'd, I mean, all sorts of people, I think technology, like I said earlier, touching back on that, it's it's growing and it's going to become part of everyone's life. That is that is the future. Um, so it's making making this training available to people and making them aware that it's there um, so that they can they know that they can just you know as you say log on to these microsoft forums do the training and and work remotely with it companies um but it's it's pushing people to make make them aware of what what is available in the it industry um what is possible um and, and getting the word out there i think it's um it's definitely made it easy to come in but you know it, historically say you work in it oh yeah i've got a problem with my laptop you know, and I, I think it comes back, I think there's a couple of things that we need to change and it is finally changing is uh, the empowerment or the diversity that's going to be required. So it's brilliant to see that the, the abilities of young girls now that they want to achieve everything. And I think it does come back to that younger age groups of, you know, driving people towards and there's a lack on both sexes here around uh, engineering is but it's the perception that an engineer is somebody who does things. And there's such a, a, a wide-ranging capability within IT. I mean, you look at what I do with IT. I'm, I'm not technically competent. But for me, it's me, IT. But IT for me is people. IT for me is, is working in an environment whereby you're, you're, you're developing something and creating something with some wonderful people around you. And I think it's just getting people comfortable that working in IT isn't technically fixing something or technically looking at something. It, it, it's more about, and Chaz, well, you said it, it's a pervasive part of our uh, environment now. It's it's what everybody consumes. So there's 100%. there's creative roles. Yeah. There's, yep. you know, people roles. There's technical roles. There's all sorts of different roles within it. And I think, you know, I mean, I had the, I'm going to put it down as the misfortune of reading the school curricula for uh, IT. It's a blooming miracle. Anybody goes into IT off the back of that. 
Yeah, but it's that perception of programming. It's that perception of mm-hmm. it. It's and and that's a you know it's a, it's a wonderful skill. I mean, we're we're incredibly lucky to have the dev team that we have. But it's one component of a a very wide ranging business and those capabilities. And it but it's it's coming back to you know we we are. I think we're a, a very open organization and uh, it's best be, you know it best we can be but it, it, it's it's difficult is um you know i've got some roles at the moment and i'm um i've got quite a male orientated team the only way to change that is to have a policy whereby it's going to be female or it's going to be ethnically diverse or it's going to be somebody else and mm-hmm. i have to focus on that to to bring that diversity in you know and and it's 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 lucky that we work with an organisation that is so um, embracing of. It, it, you've got to, you just have to have the skills, you know. Yeah. That's that's where we've always stood out. But so do you have to pivot the needle the other way to get a balance, in my view. So so, do you guys think that you know? I mean, there are things changing, and you know, there are definitely. Uh, there is definitely a greater diversity working its way through, I think, as you know, through the schools and colleges, etc. But from a business perspective, are we, do we need to be quite um, forthright on actually going out and finding different yes. cultures, yes. genders? I think in, in, at a very sort of high level in your job adverts and things so it's, you know making a point that we welcome people from all walks of life all ethnicities um all sexualities all genders to you know really make the point that we are an open yeah. and embracing company i think that that is probably one of the first steps we can take um and yeah actively going out and advertising in in these um smaller societies is is definitely um would help attract those people and I think at the same time whilst approaching these groups of people eliminating those preconceptions that we touched on earlier that it is all about coding and it is all about um you know being able to get into the back end of a computer it's would definitely help I mean I for one when I wanted to get into into the realm of projects was quite reluctant with IT at first because I'm I am beyond (laughs) any technical (laughs) expertise I'm you know not going to shy away from that um and it was one of the questions I asked in my interview do I need any technical knowledge and no it was all about needing creativity organizational skills being able to find the right person in the company to make a technology project work so it can be quite exciting and challenging and there's lots of people all walks of life who who would be able to bring about those skills and and make it you know make these projects successful mm. yeah we you know we there's, there's three white people here speaking on a podcast about diversity you know it's you know, it, it, yeah it, it, it's actually we could have got away with that because if you're listening to the audio only version of this <laughs> but no you're absolutely right but yeah you know it's it's we are very lucky to work in an organization that I've been incredibly fortunate in my um, career to have two real standout jobs and one was one in one of the first time I came to work and the secondary one is is modality and it's uh, and it comes back to your point about different skill sets we don't need 180 attackers we don't need 180 defenders you need a different mindset 
to create different door processes. Yeah. And I think I think it comes back to your point. What really excites me about people who are coming in without an in-depth technical knowledge is we can teach them. You know, we can. It, there's a lot of stuff you don't need to know, and there's stuff that you do need to know. And what's good about people coming in without that Borg mentality of they understand it is we can program them. We can we can help them understand what's critical for us and how we look at things because you know we're quite we're quite unique in what we do and literally been at the cutting edge constantly for 15 years of driving customers forward in some of the largest brands in the world. It's, it's an exciting place to work. Yeah, I, w- I would say it's quite interesting because so coming back to that point, if you look at some of the engagements we've done over the years, the some of the best ideas and the methods for using the technology have come from end users who know nothing about the technology and what it can and can't do. They just like, can I do this? Or if you could make it do that, I'd be really happy. And I think it's the same sort of principle. You know, if if, if you bring in a variety of people into your organization, they're going to come up with different viewpoints based on, you know, where they're coming from. And if you open that up, but let's tackle about how do we how do we ensure the change? I think we're all in agreement here that it, it needs to be better. But I've you know I've put a job role out recently, and I, I have a mindset of it it's going to be a female, you know, and and guide guide it towards that one. That would be my preference. I'm not excluding anybody else because the right person comes in that. But 95% of them were white male mm. in their CVs. Yeah. Now, how am I supposed to diversify in a pool that I get a filtered view of it all the time? And that's, and I hope the the education and the evolution of people feeling more comfortable in using technology is going to enable us to have a wider pool of females, ethnically diverse environments to to be able to to, to draw from. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say you know from the from the consulting delivery teams, we actually have quite a good. ethnic diversity the cvs that come through come from you know all sorts of uh, walks of life and that's absolutely great but not women the number of women we get through is next to zero you know and it's very difficult to you know to want to recruit more uh females to to bring the you know a, a bit of balance back to things but We've got to get that point where they've actually got to want to apply to us in the first place as well. It comes it comes from a young age. Right? When we were kids, we had a toy aisle, right? And the toy aisle was was gender gender neutral. There were toys. If you go to any store now, there's a pink aisle and there's a yeah. pink, right. And those and those specific things are set at that young age. And yep. the girls don't go down to the blue aisle where they're building things or doing things. They and that's what that's got to change about and it's this gender neutrality and you know for, for me it's about letting these young girls saying i can go and do this i can if i want to go and build something i can go and build something and that changing it hasn't changed fast enough but once that evolves and we have you can do anything you want to do you know and you know i, I in, in my household you don't man up you don't have to grow thumb you don't have to you know <laughs> because that's that it's those little, yeah. those little things which are not, not right anymore. Maddie can be anything she wants to be, and she gets treated the same as my three other sons. Yeah. You know, and it's that drive and empowerment to, 
go forward and do stuff, which hopefully will change what we're, how we're getting different people into this business. Mm. It's going to be it's going to be quite a long, slow process, isn't it? I mean, we can we can go out and we can do the, as you said, Chaz, you know, put it out there that, you know, we are looking for a range of, you know, people from all sorts of walks of life and actually push that message home. Um, but I think I think, Jez, you're absolutely right. It's there's there's it's got to be started right from the very, very beginning. And it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because you know ages ago uh my boy was looking for some just some normal uh hot wheels track right okay um and you can't buy it in the shops you've got to buy it online from 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 the maker and uh, i couldn't find it and eventually i pinged them a note and said why can't i find this and they went oh it's in the girls toys uh, sorry in the boys toys and it's like okay so it's not just a generic toy that people might want to play with tracks and things like that it was I like cars don't go girls don't like building things you know? yeah yeah exactly where does that come from that but that's what we've had to deal with for the last 25 years mm. i go back to some of my old lego boxes some of the original lego boxes they were white yeah you know there wasn't a pink build a house for girls or boys build spaceships it was just a box and you build things and that gender thing is literally the last 25 years, 30 years. And that's what we've got to deconstruct now to ensure that girls become engineers, girls become whatever they want to be. And they I have the same attitude as the boys and how we educate them. But I think I think within that education piece and that bit at school, that also has to change away from, you know, I mean, module one was all about algorithms. Ah, grow up. I've been at 25 years. I've never actually used an algorithm in my life, right? Um, but if you put in stuff there about creating web pages or solving technical problems with, you know, let's make this do that if we can and make things much more real world, you know, spark people's imaginations. Don't tell them all the facts. They can learn the facts later. I think with people coming through the school system now, that's a good place to start for for young girls. But I think for people who have grown up over the past sort of 25 to 40 years, I think particularly um, with men as well, it's about deconstructing that viewpoint that men do A and women do, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, men who are bringing up daughters should be encouraging their daughters to do anything. Like you said, Jeremy, with your mm. daughter, she can do anything. I don't think that's a view that most men probably have so i think deconstructing that viewpoint um and encouraging women from all angles um is is really important mm. i did i did find it interesting that you know they're the, the tabling to make misogyny a crime you know and i, I hate that. crime and it's like absolutely fine it's a pretty good strong step but <laughs> you know it's like how do you you know you've got to act on that as a collective it's all just got to be stamped out as and when it appears you know you can't wait for a policeman to come around and say well who said what to who you know that that's not practical but there needs to be a collective from everybody in the organization to go nope sorry yeah but we don't i, I wake up in the morning and i don't have to deal with prejudice i i'm a privileged white male i don't have to think about being wolf whistled in the street or being talked down to in a meeting or which I am sometimes talked down a meeting, or dealing with uh, racism, or you know people putting you down subliminally, mm. as well as uh, to your face. 
you know, it's not a, it's not part of my natural compute. And it, you know, if you do think about it constantly, which, you know, fortunately having a, a daughter and a, a and a incredibly strong and powerful daughter, you've got to deal with that and you've got to change it. You know, it's fundamentally changed from when my dad was, there was, a, he was, he went out to work and my mum stayed at home and you know, that, that's completely changed now. There's, you know, equality, it's a partnership, the relationship now. It's going to be interesting when our children come through about how that masculine female relationship is there because it has to be equal. Yeah. And we've still got some way to go, but it's just everybody who needs to be focused on it constantly and it's uh, to ensure change. And we've got to drive change. And I think it comes back to we've got to pivot the needle the other way to bring it back to a balance. Mm. But not, it, it will always gravitate to what we've had before otherwise and yeah you've got to you've got to almost force an injection of the the the, the minorities to bring yeah. that back to then make that the normality that everybody is included for it then to settle into whatever pattern it's going to settle into yeah cool blimey that was quite good i enjoyed that i could go on for a lot longer but i think I, th I think our um, <laughs> powers that be might uh, you know, worry about a three-hour-long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a breakout podcast. The model. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do another one in in six months' time to see if anything's changed. Um, look, I've I've really enjoyed that. I think there's a there's a fair amount in there, but it's it's interesting. But it does sound like we need to go through a process of forcing the agenda of of bringing the greater diversity in for it then to find its own natural place. And think how progressive we are as a business and we're yeah. still questioning ourselves. You know, that's, it, it, we'll always try and lead the line modality. We'll always try to be the ones who are pushing the boundaries of what needs to be done. But we've got to drag these other customers through there as well and no other uh, industries to do that. So hopefully we can affect change. Sounds good. Lovely. Jez, thank you. Shaz, thank you. Shaz, who is uh senior project coordinator jeremy who is head of international sales um thank you very much i hope you've enjoyed it we will be back in another two weeks uh, with another topic all right thank you yes bye this is the mod pod brought to you by modality helping businesses optimize their microsoft technologies everywhere